You don't have to be Jewish to love Shtisel. You don't have to be Jewish to love Shtisel because even though Shtisel is about a Haredi family in Jerusalem, their problems are human. Their problems are universal. And anyone can relate to them. So Netflix just released the third series, and there is one vignette in season three of Shtisel that is just so poignant. And it captures perfectly the pathos of life, and it captures the pathos of this moment of saying Iskor. So Shtisel, Shalom Shtisel, is the patriarch of this Haredi family, and he is now a widower for seven years. And all of a sudden, he feels a sharp, concerning pain in his chest, above his heart. And so he calls the Kupat Cholim, his medical network in Israel. And again, although it's about Israel and it's, the dialogue is in Hebrew, this story connects with anyone who has ever found themselves in any place, in any language, connected to electronic phone hell and coal bureaucracy. So Shtisel calls his network. He thinks he's having a heart attack. And first comes the annoying message that we all get. Your message is very important to us. Thank you for your patience. Then comes the Muzak. Then comes endless delay. Then comes a voice asking him for his, you know, Israeli version of his social security number, which he gives, 0004728484, and more delay. Then a long last, after all that, a voice appears on the other end of the call. And Stussel says, I think I'm having a heart attack. I need to see a doctor. And the person from Kupat Cholim says, we'll try to get you an appointment two months from now. And Stussel says, two months from now? I'll be dead in two months if I don't see a doctor. I need to see a doctor now. Let me speak with your supervisor. And at that point, a supervisor picks up the phone, and Stissel repeats his story, goes through the whole ordeal, sharp pain, can't wait for two months, and now he's got anger, and now he's got emotion. And then the most unexpected thing happens. The woman on the other end of the line, the supervisor, is tender, and she's soft, and she's compassionate, and she's understanding. And she says, I see, let me see what I can do. I'm going to try to get you an appointment as soon as possible. And while she's trying to find an appointment, this woman from Kupat Cholim starts to weep. And you can hear her crying on the other end of the phone. And then Stissel feels badly. He feels, maybe I have caused her to weep. And he apologizes and says, I'm so sorry if I was so angry. And she says, no, 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 it's not you. It's my husband just died recently, and life is so hard. And then at long last, she says, you know what? 
I found an appointment for you this afternoon with a cardiologist. Now, that vignette captures the pathos of life, and it captures the pathos of this moment. All of us, all of us live in a world that is cold and big and impersonal. Much of the universe does not see us, does not get us, does not love us. There we are with our own version of pain. And what we get back is a cold universe's version of Muzak and delay and non-responsiveness and not seeing and not caring and not getting and not loving and there we are. And that's where Schissel was. His wife saw him and got him and loved him. But his wife was now gone and he was inhabiting this very cold universe. And it was a measure of his desperation that the best that he could hope for in terms of love and warmth and connection was that a person on the other end of the Kupat Cholim that he had never before met. Now, all of us inhabit that universe. If we're lucky, if we're blessed, then there will be a few people, a few, who really get us who really see us, who really love us. If we're lucky, how many is this? Well, our mother, our father, our grandparents, our siblings. If we're lucky to get married, our spouse. If we're blessed to have children, grandchildren, our descendants, and maybe a friend or two who walks with us through the years. But how many is that? It's not many. And the pathos of Yiskor is that today we say the names of the people who saw us, who got us who loved us and who are here no more, thus making this cold universe colder. And part of the pathos of this day is that the love that we recall today cannot be replaced. When our parents die, there's no replacing that. Nobody loves you like your mother. Nobody loves you like your father. Nobody loves you like your parent, and nobody ever will. When your parent dies, that level of love, gone. And when we lose a sibling, Lord, that is just such an infinite loss. 
Siblings go way back with you. Other than your own parents, nobody knows you for as long as your brother or your sister. Your siblings go way back to the beginning of your story. Your lives and their lives and your childhood and their childhood are intertwined. There's just no replacing that kind of continuity and connection. When your child dies, no words. When your spouse dies, when your spouse dies, this is the person who most gets you, who most loves you, who most sees you, who most cares about you. And when your spouse dies, there's just no replacing that love. I remember once, years ago, I was with a family when the matriarch, the mother of this family, was in her last days. We're all surrounded around her bed, offering words of love, saying Shema. And when this vidui was over, I'll never forget, the son wanted to walk me out to the elevator. Son had something he wanted to say to me. And what he wanted to say is, he said, my mother always calls me shefala, a Yiddish term of endearment. And my mother is the only one in this entire universe who calls me shefala. I love my dad, I love my wife, I love our kids. No one else calls me Shefala. And when my mother passes, no one else ever will. That's the pathos of this moment. That's the pathos of Yiskor. Now how do we convert this moment of deep emotion into positive energy, into a force for restore, repair, redeem, renew, strengthen, affirm life. How do we do it? And that's where the language that we're about to say of the Yiscorp prayer works its magic. First, we say the names. We say the names of the people who saw us, who got us, who loved us, who are no more. And then we say something that's just so powerful. We say, Hineni. We say, Hineni. 
Hineni no dev tzedakah ba'at haskaras nishmato. Hineni, I am going to give energy, give resources, give love to perpetuate the ideals of the people that I'm remembering today. Hineni means I am here. Hineni is the language of response. Hineni is the language of presence. Hineni is what Abraham said to God when God called Abraham. Abraham said, Hineni. And that's what we say now, despite the loss that has no answer. We say, Hineni, I am here. I'm not giving up on life. We say, Hineni, I am here. I'm not spending my day in bed with the cover over my head. We say, Hineni, I am here. I am not living in the past. I love the past, but I'm living in the present. We say, Hineni, I am focused on what I have left, not on what I have lost. Hineni, here I am because I have a superpower. And my superpower is to take all those people I'm remembering now, their highest and finest ideals, and they're gone, but Hineni, I'm here. I'm not gone, I'm here. And I'm going to live out those ideals in this world. Hineni. Yizkor, Yizkor will not let us end in lament. Yizkor insists that we, that we move from lament to resolve. And that is what happens in Shtisl too. So Shtisl goes to see the doctor. The doctor treats him. Shtisl gets back home, and he discovers that the real problem with his heart is not a medical malady. The real problem with his heart is the loneliness malady. And there is this scene at the end of the day. He's on his mirpeset, his outdoor balcony, and he's calling the number of his kupat cholim. He's calling his medical network to try to find that soft, loving voice of the supervisor. And of course, he keeps calling, and every person he gets on the other end of the line is not her, and he keeps hanging up and trying again. To find that person who really gets you is rare. But the story doesn't end there, just like Yizkor doesn't end there. Shtisol is going to channel his pain into something helpful. Because his grown son, Akiva, whom he calls Kive, is also a widower. His wife died very young, and we never know from what. And Shtisol sits down with Kive and says to him, Kive, you have to find love again. You have to find love while you still can. That's the Yizkor move. 
We don't let our pain go to waste. And we don't let our pathos go to waste. We turn our pain into insight. We turn our pathos into the promise of something that is beautiful, that is yet to be.